Welcome to the Big Human Toolbox. I am Randy. And I am Todd. Today we'll be talking about strategies for big human, little human relationships. Come and join us at our dining room table as two professionals share insights, knowledge, tools, and strategies with you. Hi. We are so excited to have you with us today at our kitchen table. Um, Today we are going to talk about love and belonging. Um, so in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, with love and belonging, there's friendship, family, and a sense of connection. So with looking at this, Misty Copeland said, anything is possible when you have the right people there to support you. Eleanor Roosevelt said, many people will walk in and out of your life, but only true friends will leave footprints in your heart. So some of the strategies for friendship is to help teach respect within friendship and demonstrate healthy friendships. I think that um, some of the best friendship goals that I have helped is by showing that good example with my son, by supporting my friends and talking about um, things that I'm going to do to help build healthy friendships like I'm going to create maybe a book club, maybe a painting club, maybe um, I go on walks with my friends. But helping to show what good friendship actually looks like is really important. Well, and I think there's there's a, a little bit before we before we talk about friendship, the the whole part of this is to feel connected, right? That's the that's the, what this. The sense of love, the sense of belonging is is so important. That's why it's, you know, it's it's really high up there, right? So you, you have your physiological needs, you have your emotional need, your safety needs, and then it's love and belonging. And it, and and if you think about it, at the crux of some of the organizations or some of the uh, gangs or the things that we um, in our in our communities don't like we have to remember why why are people willing to do things that are wrong and that promote bad choices because they feel connected they feel like they belong somewhere People want and need to feel like they belong. And that's why one of the things that we talk about is is how it's very noticeable to see how our kids become us. And this is where we have to be careful. Because some kid, our kids just want to belong. They just want to feel that they belong somewhere. And so they'll follow suit because maybe they're afraid that if they don't follow suit, that they'll not belong. And so this is where the sense of unconditional love and unconditional sense of belonging, that you belong whether you do as I say or not do what I say. Now, there may be a consequence if you don't do what, what, what's needed, but that sense of belonging is so important. And we, we can't take that for granted because I, I firmly believe that if they if, if a, someone does not feel love and belonging, 
in the intimate relationships of a parental dyad or a family, they'll find that belonging elsewhere, whether it's with poor friends at school, whether it's technology, whether it's um, shows or YouTubers. I, I mean, I've spoken to kids who feel more connected to the YouTubers that they follow versus then the people in their lives. And so this is such a critical thing. And so, yes, when Randy talks about friendship, we can talk about, you know, how to build friendships. But what's really important is this real concept of how are we really making sure that our little humans are feeling belong. And you know what? You can help someone feel belong and you can help someone feel connected. Even if there's someone that you are only connected to, maybe say at church, or you see them at school, or you see them at a grocery store, you can help people feel important and belong very simply and smallly. But it's important that that is a critical focus in everything that we do. Yeah. And I think that um, we need to understand as parents that there is a natural progression. When your kids are little, you are their world. You house everything for them. But as they become teenagers, they're going to emancipate from you. And they're going to try to find out who they are. And that is going to be their friendships that they have. And I think it is is good to understand that there is going to be a separation as those friendships start to become more important than you are. And then hopefully they'll turn back and be able to have that grounding. And so especially those who have healthy children relationships as children will always keep that little connection with you as they go into explore with their friends. And it is okay for your little ones to value their friends more than you. That That is natural and that is part of that trying to break free and trying to become their own person and trying to emancipate themselves from you. That is very natural. And so just because they want to be at their friend's house all the time isn't a bad thing per se, but you know, you can control how that works with you and your family. But also understand that that is neurotypically very important for them. And that it is okay that they need that love from other people. But then also helping your kids find that love and acceptance from people. Um, Like Todd said, you know, some of his kids feel more connected to those YouTubers because those are the people who are their people. And I think that that's why we created this um, podcast and YouTube and this community that we're trying to create is because we are trying to create a community of love and acceptance and of here we are together. And you can help your children find that. You can help them find those healthy friendships and those healthy ways that they can be able to express 
who they are, whether it is through sports or art or um, creativity or whatever, or ants. I have a kid who loves ants and he has found a whole ant community who explore ants. <laughs> and he feels so connected and loved with those people because they love ants. And so I think it's helping your children find where they can have that connection and that love. Because as they have those friendships and those connections, and as they feel more connected with more people, they can be rooted into who they are. And I, and I think as we, as we talk about that as well, the, the other key part of there's two key parts of that is number one is we don't talk about this very long very much but belonging and connection can also be an internal thing right we want our our kids to begin to feel like they belong and 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 within themselves because when they always feel like lacking if they don't feel connected to themselves then they're going to rely on that relationship and we want to com- we want to create a sense of interdependence, not dependence or necessary independence. We want interdependence. We want to help our young our young our young person or yet little human to be able to have a set of boundaries and values of I can go out and I can play with you and I will play with you as hard as I possibly can. But I can't go do this or I can't, I will not go do that. Right. And so, so there's that piece of it, but in any good, any sort of healthy relationship, Randy talked about this, letting them explore. There's this kind of a, it's a circle kind of a, uh, kind of a diagram where they reach out and they check back in with you. They reach out and check back in with you that no matter whether they're, 10 years from you or no matter what the what's going on the second piece of this is you want them to always be able to look back at you and check to make sure that what they're doing is okay and that what they're doing is safe and that's a part of you want them to explore you want them to feel safe to be who they're going to be but you always want them to have that tie back to you to verify that what what's going on is okay and is safe for them. Perfect. Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about is family. Um, Anthony Brandt said, other things may change us, but we start and end with family. I love that. So ways that we can build a good family relationship, say I love you often. Often it is implied that we love our children, but be sure to tell them every day, no matter what age they are. Um, I call my father every Friday almost. And you know what? My dad is not the I love you kind of guy. But the other day, as I hung up the phone, he said, I love you. And it just hit me like here because he doesn't always say it. But even me, as a very grown woman, (laughs) needed to hear that. I didn't know I needed to hear it until I heard it. And then it just hit me that I am loved and I am accepted 
So make sure that we do that. Another way of love is to set boundaries, rules, and consequences. Um, walk the trials with your children. Play together. Be available and distraction, um, and distraction free. Eat meals together and create parent-child rituals. Well, all of those are very key aspects, and and I think as and, and I'm not going to go into any more of those specifics, but there is something that's very important when we talk about this, and that is. Um, we're familiar with, or you may be familiar with, the, the five love languages. Um, and one of the costs of being a therapist is I tend to be very open and present with my feelings. And the reality is, is not everyone is going to be as open and present as um, with their feelings. And so, you know what? You can say I love you and it can get to a point where it's just like it's a cup of water and it's just there's too much water in it and it just rolls off and they don't really hear it. And so one of the things is I can tell with people when they've received it or when it's just is like, okay, yeah, you say it all the time. And so an important part is, and it's something that I continue to work at and I struggle with, is Figure out how your little human receives care. Because maybe they can't always hear I love you. But maybe they can hear you when you do something very specific for them. Maybe it's when you play their video game. Or maybe it's when you cut their, you know, you, you make a breakfast or a lunch exactly the way they you would like them to do it. Or... Or maybe it's when they give you a command or a or a, a a want, and it's you know like something that they should do for themselves. Every once in a while, you know what? No, I'll do it for you. And then they may go, oh, "Thank you." Right. So remember that you have to match where they're at emotionally with what you're saying. And so sometimes we can just say, "I oh I'm oh I tell them fifty times a day." But are they feeling it? That's the key. Are they feeling what you're trying to give it to them? And number two is another thing is, and this could be another topic, is be careful of praise. Everything you read talks about praise, 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 praise. But be careful you're praising them in a way that's about them, not you. Right. So I try to say good for you, not good that you did what I asked, but good for you. And then number two is be careful that your praise matches where they're at if you say oh my gosh you're so awesome but if they don't necessarily feel like they're awesome then they're not hearing their praise but what a great job you did in this it, they can hold it better so as we're talking about this sense of showing affection love make sure that they can actually hear it and it's a good thing between spouses too right you got to make sure that just because you're saying it you got to check to make sure they're actually feeling it and experiencing it. Right. And I really like that you brought up the love languages. And I wish I could rattle them off the top of my head. But um, some of them are like acts of service and um, gifts and um, words of ab affirmation and things. And so for some people... If I come home 
and you have done the dishes and the and the house is clean I feel loved <laughs> for me but other people need to hear that I love you and then the other people need quality time with you and so there's definitely different ways that people did hear that love and that is a good point but it's it's saying and showing that love at least every day and then people need to feel a sense of connection Peter Goober said, there's a sense of aliveness that comes from connection shared, shared experience. And you see it in every place. You see it when ball players jump up and down, gather at home plate, hugging. And it's not just because they're winning. It's that shared moment, that feeling of we entered the world alone and we leave alone. So ways that we can have those connections, create inside jokes, rituals, and traditions. Find hobbies you can do with your child. Find clubs and activities that interest your child. And, um, you, can, you can usually find free activities in your community. Check out the library, local Facebook pages, and community centers for ideas. No, I, I mean, I think, I think all those are are important because again what is all this what does all this do so it's something they can count on right it's all about this is something that they can count on so when you are when a little human sees you they know what to expect and so if you've developed these rituals if you've developed these moments it's something they can expect and so much of our lives are ambi ambiguous. You don't know what's going to happen one thing for the next. But the more that you can create these rituals um, and a sense of, of, of safety this way, it does allow them to feel connected and it allows them to feel safe. Because that's what all this is about, is helping feel safe so that they can then feel loved and cared for and connected. And, and that is an important piece. And I think one of the things that I appreciate with, with Randy is that she really wants also the little humans in her life to not just be connected to what they like, but to also be connected to things that not so that she likes but also things are just important too so this there's a, a balance as we try to 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 connect as we try to create love remember that love is a shared experience and that shared experience does not always have to be pleasurable right or exactly what they want a shared experience could be sitting out in the cold trying to change someone's tire right and in that and then what I, then in that moment then it's afterwards maybe then you go grab a cup of hot chocolate and you can kind of then go back and reflect upon how good it is and and i think that's that piece that you want to remember is that love 
connection, belongingness is not always a warm, fuzzy feeling. Sometimes connection and love is hard. It is difficult. And the more that we can connect in the moment, in those difficult moments, because you're going to argue, you're going to fight, you're going to get upset, you're going to blow your lid. And, and how do you stay connected in that? How, do you, how, how can you stay connected and feel belong even when there's a rift, right? These are the things that really will shape how your family work, uh, stays functional and how someone can still feel safe. And we can talk about more of those principles down the road, but that's a key piece is how do you feel love and belonging even when it's not like super warm and fuzzy. Well, that totally reminds me of an experience. Um, I was visiting my family and I told my dad, I said, well, I want to go on a hike. And my dad was like, well, I, I don't feel comfortable. Like I can't go on a hike. I'm old. <laughs> he's not really that old, but so he's like, I will, you guys can hike on this trail and I will meet you down at this specific spot. And we thought that would be great. We brought our water things. We were going to do great. Except for it had rained and rained and rained and rained the few weeks before. And we did not realize that the trail was absolutely flooded. So a hike that should have taken us an hour and a half maybe ended up taking us three to four grueling hours because we had to walk on um, trees to try to get to someplace or we had to try to walk across rocks or we had to divert this way and that way to try to make it through this water. And this hike that wasn't supposed to be very long ended up being hours. But we laughed along the way as people fell in the water and as we had to go through the mud and as um, we had my dad's dog with us who kept like going off the trail and then she would come back and she was like hurting us as we were going. And although it was not pleasant at the time, it was not a pleasant hike. <laughs> it was hard and it was rough and it was something that was a challenge for our family, it becomes something that we can look back at and be like, remember that experience? And so connecting with each other does not have to be rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> it can be sharing those funny stories. Remember when you did this, dad. Remember when you did this, mom. And I think some of those bad helps us, helps our little humans realize that we're all human. And yeah, it's okay that we make mistakes. I make mistakes. When I did this, it was a mistake and we had to go through a lot, but we came out better for it. Well, and, and I think because what happens is is something bad can become good. 
right? And you can go back and say, oh man, dad was real grumpy or, you know, hey, you're real grumpy. And it, and it, instead of feeling critical, it, it feels like a natural part of relationships. You know, one of the things that I think would be, um, I'd be a little um, admiss if I didn't visit is Randy, you mentioned earlier about connection and you find different clubs and different things. But one of the things that I've seen um, that has been a very important part of connection is animals. Um, Animals are such an important can be such a very important piece in helping people feel connected and loved because animals don't have the frontal cortex that we do that can be judgmental and that can be you know um have high expectations and etc 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 animals just do and they just they care about you no matter what and they always show love just by you showing up and and the reason I thought about it again was the hike that Randy talked about what helped all of us stay grounded was bear the dog it helped us stay grounded it helped us stay focused. It always came back when it it it, it we called it. Um, it always provided comfort when we needed some comfort. Um, it never backtalked or got grumpy. Um, it was it just was there for us, and I've seen this, um, and and I have seen people be more responsive to being better humans because of the connection they feel to their animals than they do to people sometimes. And so remember that connection is connection. And the way you can and and if and if you can utilize animals in your life to do so, that's why how many teachers have animals. My mom had a rabbit there's another teacher at our school has iguanas, right? Connection is like a layer. The more layers you put on it, the more likely that people are going to feel connected and they're going to feel a sense of belonging. Right. And I do want to bring up, um, especially with kids who have autism, they struggle with that human connection because they're perceived humans as objects. So in their mind, bless their souls, you're not any different than a chair, (laughs) but you can still connect. You can enter their world and you can connect with them and create those rituals and those fun things with them to help connect them to their reality because a lot of times they're in their own rea- their own um, space. And so you want to connect them down to reality and connect with them. So it may be more challenging, 
but there are different strategies you can use to be able to get that connection with them. So even those tough cases, you can show connection and love. And that's what we want for you. We want you to feel supported and connected and taken care of. So again, we challenge you, pick one thing this week that you can do to help your little family feel love and belonging. And and I would just say, let's extend that. Because the podcast is little humans, right? How many little humans out there don't feel connected to anyone? So when you're when 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 you're in the grocery store or you're at school and you see someone that has a really cool hat or a fancy dress or whatever, take 10 seconds. You know, make sure the parents or the guardians are there, they're present. But don't be shy to say, oh my gosh, and get big and get playful. Oh my gosh, that is the best hat ever. Because you know what? That simple moment can highlight that kid. So let's not just focus on how do we show love and belonging, but let's show love and belonging anywhere we can. I mean, I've had people, um, I was walking um, when I don't go to the gym, I go for a walk around a cemetery and and I've been I've been doing it probably now for a year, maybe a little bit longer. And about six months ago, as I was walking my laps around the cemetery, this guy I don't even know shouts out the window of his car, man, you look good. Right. And then I was able to shout back. Awesome. Do you want to come join me? Right. And so <laughs> he hasn't. But, but my point is, is that we need to show connection for everyone and not just the people in our immediate circle. So I'm going to extend Randy's invitation this week to look at how you can show love and belonging to not just the people in your home, but to yourself. And then how can you show it to someone else that you don't even know? Because it's really the sense of connection and belonging that is going to help us survive the big picture. Well, and definitely like when you look at the suicide prevention and research that goes into that, that's what this is all about, that sense of connection. And the more connections we can pull for everybody, the safer our world can be. So go out and connect with somebody this week. Thank you for taking time to build your toolbox today. If you enjoyed today, please like, subscribe, and think about leaving a rating and review. We also love comments. If you know of someone who could use the information you learned today, please share. We appreciate your time and support. Please follow us on social media. The links are found in the show notes below. Also remember to share your funnies with us. I can't wait to hear your funny stories. See See you you next time time on on the the Big Big Human Human Toolbox. Toolbox.